You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two next door neighbors who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. And this is the summer edition of the Girl Next Door Book Club. Um, this episode is completely dedicated to The Husband's Secret by Leanne Moriarty. Do you think I'm saying her name right? I think so. Okay. I also think I copied and pasted in the wrong something from my outline because in, <laughs> in mine, oh, yes. in mine, your script is saying that you're introducing big magic. But I you know, let's may just, or may not have changed that in the outline that I made. Let's for you just roll with it. I think that my part is still no, going to be. Applicable. I do have your. I do have that too, and I just winged it. Oh, look at that! Look at you. I tried to cover flawlessly, and you busted look me out. <laughs> I tried to act like, oh, my outline's totally right. (laughs) I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. I could. This is the problem. This is why I'm not organized and I'm kind of a procrastinator because I actually am fairly decent at winging it. You really are. See, but I, that, it does not. bite me in the butt plenty of times. But like, I count on that way too often. <laughs> I mean, it's working for you. So, so I'm gonna pick right back up. Hey, neighbor. <laughs> hey, neighbor, and hey, fellow book club members. So, as we always say, if you are listening, you are in the girl next door book club Mm -hmm. before we get started we just want to send out a thank you for all the amazing itunes ratings and reviews that have been coming in lately i honestly texted erica Mm -hmm. two days ago to say check out all these Uh amazing reviews that we are getting they are so sweet it just makes us feel like we're part of this bigger community and we love hearing from you hearing where you're listening from, um, what your what your favorite topics are, mm-hmm. just everything. Thank you so much for chiming in. That really Thank that you. really warms our hearts. It does. And if you are not quite sure how to leave us a review, we will link to a quick tutorial on that. I know a lot All of right. a lot of our friends even have. I see how those do you do out. that. So maybe I think um, Sarah Powers and Megan Francis have done that work for us. So we will link to their <laughs> Thanks, little friends. how to leave us a review or how to follow a podcast. Yep. Um, but for now. On to our summer book club meeting. This book, I feel like, was a great summer read, in oh, my yeah. opinion. We'll get into why. Mm-hmm. But um, on every podcast episode, we make a cocktail. Yep. And for book club episodes, we like to mix up a little something inspired by the book, if yeah. we can. So here goes. So I'm calling this an Australian opal. I love it. Um, this is not necessarily an Australian cocktail. <laughs> I couldn't find any. I was looking for, like, hey, hey what do they like in I Australia? I think they just like to drink beer. Beer and tea. Maybe. That's what I was okay. coming up with. And I didn't feel like those would go well <laughs> together. So um, <clears throat> this is kind of my interpretation. It's an opal martini, which okay. is actually a pretty classic martini, I mm-hmm. guess, that you can order places. Love the name. Which is gin, um, orange juice, triple sec, and orange bitters. Okay. But then I added, to make it Australian, <laughs> I added, and because I like fizz, a splash of one of our favorite Bundaberg ginger yeah, beers from perfect. Australia. And so that's just on ice. Perfect. So cheers. Cheers. Cheers, mate. <laughs> that was an amazing Australian was accent. That? No, it was terrible. <laughs> I apologize to our Australian listeners. Forgive us, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do it. Had to do it. Okay. So I grabbed this quick little synopsis off of the Amazon listing because it just... It just summed up so well, um, the book. So I'm going to start with that just to kind of get our heads in the game. I need a reminder. And then we'll go from there. So quick synopsis. Um, Cecilia Fitzpatrick lives to be perfect, a perfect marriage, three perfect daughters, and a perfectly organized life. Then she finds a letter from her husband, John Paul, to be opened only in the event of his death. 
uh, clearly she opens it anyway, as and we every all would. as we all would, <laughs> um, and everything she believed is thrown into doubt. Meanwhile, Tess O'Leary's husband, Will, and her cousin and best friend, Felicity, confess they've fallen in love. So Tess takes her young son, Liam, and goes to Sydney to live with her mother. There she meets up with an old boyfriend, Connor Whitby, which just sounds like the cutest, by the way. Pretty cute. Uh, While enrolling Liam in St. Angela's Primary School, where Cecilia is the star mother. So that's how they connect. Mm -hmm. Um, Rachel Crowley, the school secretary, believes that Connor, St. Angela's PE teacher, is the man who nearly three decades before got away with murdering her daughter, a daughter for whom she's still grieving. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. The the tangled web (laughs) begins. Simultaneously, a page turner and a book one has to put down occasionally to think about and absorb. Moriarty's novel challenges the reader as well as her characters, but in the best possible way. Okay. So with that little description, mm-hmm. what did you think of the book? What grade would you give it and why? Maybe some of your favorite parts. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I borrowed the hardback version of this. Oh, I have it right here mm-hmm. at the table um, from a friend. It was, it was just like, it was nice to read like a, a book that I was holding. Yeah. Actually. I was kind of jealous because I didn't have it. And I one too that, I mean, this book was so absorbing. I mean, you were just sucked in. It's a literal it, page. Turner, it was a so literal page. Turn. So yes, yeah. it was nice to be able to do that. I actually started it on a Saturday morning and this was after Chris had been traveling. And so he gave me lots of solo time that nice. weekend. So I just got to devour this book and mm-hmm. it was glorious. Um, so anyway, so yes, I, I loved that I tore through this book. I loved her character development Yes, and this is something I've read a couple of her other books as well. And this is something she does so great. I, I really don't like it in books where we're held at arm's length from a character. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want to know you Mm -hmm. tell me what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm always so impressed when authors develop their characters so well. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to pay attention. Like, how did you do that yeah what was good about that Mm -hmm. I love how she tells you so many little quirks about the different characters and their thoughts I also love how she shows you the characters through other people's perspectives yeah because you know from their from their perspective Cecilia is like I'm you know have it all together Mm -hmm. all this stuff and from other people maybe she's a bit too much Mm -hmm. you know or a bit overzealous and so I really really liked that I just I thought that that was really um, interesting. I loved just weaving all these lives together mm-hmm. in a community and, and just the theme of your actions rippling out and affecting so many different people right. in ways that you couldn't have thought, right. um, especially to just even through, through time, you know, things mm-hmm. from, from when you're young and then coming mm-hmm. back into later. Um, let's see. I, uh, some in some of the earlier descriptions of Cecilia and just her describing her life, I related to her a lot and just being <laughs> so detail oriented mm-hmm. and, and trying achiever. to be so organized. Yeah. Yes, and also, and also this desire to want to help. Yeah, like even faced with you know my husband has murdered someone or this woman who has lost her yes. daughter, she just wants to help, and yes. I I just could relate to that, and and it was sort of. Um, in some ways, the descriptions were kind of tongue in cheek of her, like, but but it came from a good place. Mm-hmm. I think it was like there's really nothing that you can do to to really make this woman who lost her daughter's life truly better. But 
but it didn't deter her from wanting, from inviting her to a Tupperware party right. and, you know, right. reaching out, trying to share a memory. Like I just, I thought that that was really yeah. sweet. Um, and should we say, like, spoiler alert here. Oh, yes. But this is probably a, the most important plot twist in oh, the yes. story. So the oh, husband's yes. secret is, in the letter John Paul had written, mm-hmm. if in case I die, right. I am the one who killed Ugh. Janie, Janie, who is Rachel Crowley's daughter. Right. They had dated when they were, like, you know, mm-hmm. in high school, mm-hmm. and she chose another boy who was Connor Whitby, right. actually, right. and was going to break up with him. And he just, like, just lost his in, cool. Right, and in a fit of just emotional, yes. like, yes. kind of rage not so much rage just like disappointment yeah like sadness choked really. her and she died mm-hmm. and so um she he wanted it to be like once they had a daughter she wrote he wrote that to her knowing yeah. that like i right. can't be taken away from my family but i want he, someone to he, know and he like, now understood sort of the, the gravity of what yeah had what happened. he had done um side note did we say what we thought of this cocktail do you like it? I might have gotten us oh, off I don't track think because did. I was talking about my great Australian no, and I may impression. Have <laughs> impression. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I just want to say that I really like it. It is good. It's, it's very really, fresh. Really good. And I used actually an orange mango juice, which oh. mango, we can't get away from it this no, summer. No, we can't. It's but everything. It's, um, naked's orange mango mm, juice. It gives it a nice smoothness. Yeah. Okay. Like Sorry. Just had to put no, that in it there is. because it's really we good. We do recommend it. We didn't just not say anything because <laughs> right. we don't like it. Like don't make that cocktail. I couldn't let it go by. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this book was funny. Yeah. And even though such dark topics, I thought that that was really impressive that she was able to bring some humor into it. So I have a couple of, um, quotes that I wanted to share that I just I found myself really laughing about okay so there's a scene when Tess is getting gas really late at night and Connor pulls up on his motorcycle but she doesn't know it's him she Mm -hmm. just thinks it's some like oh god there's some guy pulling up on his motorcycle and approaching me and she's like not sure who it is she's trying not to be scared and she said it would be so much easier to be aggressive if she were wearing a bra. (laughs) I mean, haven't we all been there? Like I could just have it so much, so much more together right now if I was wearing a bra. (laughs) Um, And then another one is when Cecilia and John Paul. Okay. So towards the end, Mm -hmm. there is a terrible accident where Mm -hmm. Polly run. Oh no, sorry. Rachel runs over Cecilia and John Paul's daughter, Polly. Yes. Yes. And, um, crushes her arm and her right. arm has to be amputated yes. oh man it's horrible and she was trying to literally trying to hit connor, connor. who she was convinced was exactly her daughter's killer oh my gosh so tangled video. it sounds so <laughs> melodramatic but it doesn't read I that know, way no, it, doesn't. it doesn't it doesn't and so anyway so they're in the hospital and they're about to meet with polly's doctor dr you and so this is cecilia talking about the doctor Dr. Yu seemed highly intelligent because he wore glasses and perhaps because he was Asian, which was racial stereotyping, but Cecilia didn't care. <laughs> she hoped that Dr. Yu's mother had been one of those pushy tiger mothers. She hoped poor Dr. Yu didn't have any <laughs> other interests apart from medicine. She loved Dr. Yu. She loved Dr. Yu's mother. <laughs> and this is such this is such a dramatic, sad moment. Yes. But that was so funny. Yes. And I mean and I that's real life. It's, it's real life. life. You like have when the you ridiculous. are yes, when you are in those situations too, you are. You are just like, I hope that you graduated at the top of your class. Yes. I hope you do nothing but yes. stay up and read medical journals and like <laughs> totally. because you're just. I mean, it's it feels like such a hopeless situation. And so anyway, the the way that she was able to turn humor into that without being um, flippant, yeah, I just thought was so no, that's smart. really good. Like the absurdity really of 
hard situation. Like mm-hmm. there's absurd moments yes. where you have this, even you start laughing about something right. ridiculous, right. like what somebody's wearing at a funeral yes. or, you know what I mean? Like you just, that's mm-hmm. how real life is. And so exactly. she captures that. that well. She was able to, to yeah. bring, to bring that in. Um, let me look. Okay. I'll say my, my dislikes and then I'll share my, share my final grade. Okay. Um, oh, you're keeping us in suspense. I know. I sort of didn't mean to, and now I'm just going to go, go with it. I'm just going to go with it. Like I'm <laughs> mysterious. Yeah. Okay. So, so the, the, there was the big reveal that was really like halfway through the book that John Paul yeah. was the murderer. And I have to say the story lost some steam for me after that. Mm-hmm. I was just like racing. I mean, there was just so much tension building. You're like, like, what is in the letter? What is in the letter? There were, there were these teases. Like, is he somehow molesting his daughter? Yeah. Something weird. Like yeah. that was super creepy. And then at the same time, um, Connor was seeming super creepy. Mm-hmm. And I think this was around the time too, when Rachel had found this old um, videotape mm-hmm. that she hadn't found from Jane and um and connor was on the tape looking kind of aggressive Leering. or something yes Leering. exactly <laughs> and so it was just kind of all coming to a head and so so then yeah um cecilia reads the letter finds out that it was john paul um but i think just after that it was still very gripping it was still i would say page turner but just not quite yeah the same it's pace. almost like they could have just that could have that part could have happened a little yeah, later. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like finding it maybe more in conjunction with when um, Rachel found the video. I feel like there was a big yeah. span of time there that it could have just kind of all happened at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. You know. So did Rachel find the video after Cecilia read the letter? I think you so. finished it more recently than I think me. so, yeah. Yeah, kind of letting that go on for, right. for a little bit longer. And maybe keeping the reader in the dark a little more as the characters were too that like they didn't know yes exactly so so that so that felt like um yeah kind of lost a a little bit of something there I I was also just wishing that it had come together just more tangled in the end like Mm -hmm. I just I don't know it kind of yeah once you found out about John Paul like you ended up there ended up being with Rachel running over Polly but I don't know. Did just you read the epilogue? I did. I okay. did read the epilogue and, like I, and I want to, and I want to talk about the that super too. Tangled um, yeah. But I don't know. And then I, I just like felt like I wanted a little bit more. Okay. And I was also somehow like wishing that the murderer wasn't John Paul or that somehow it was Connor. Like, I don't know. I well, was like, it kind of wasn't John Paul though. Well, I know. Cause okay. They, so let's they did so, give you like that hint. Right, right, right. So let's talk about the epilogue. Okay. So the epilogue is basically, it's, it's hypothetical, but it's saying, right. it, well, there's some, there's, there's hypothetical some truth, mixed in with like things that they actually found mm-hmm. out. Like if, if she had had, um, so Janie apparently had the serious medical condition. Right. She had been the night, the afternoon she was murdered. She was supposed to go to a doctor's appointment yes. because and there were hints about that. Like the right. mom was very, Rachel was very concerned. She was super skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, she was cold all the time yeah. and stuff like that. Right. So she, and they are saying if she would have gone to that doctor's appointment, instead of going to meet John Paul, mm-hmm. she would have found out that she had this life threatening heart condition. Mm-hmm. And would have had emergency surgery that night that would have saved her life. And that actually, if the parents could have handled like a full invasive autopsy, they would have found out that it wasn't the choking that killed Mm -hmm. her. It was she had an aortic aneurysm. And so was it was it the like I thought that maybe it was the choking precipitated the aneurysm. Like if you'd done that to any other girl, they would have been fine, like they said. But 
but it, since it's her condition, yeah. He so I mean he's, he's still sort of, responsible. He's, he caused it, but like that he didn't actually kill her. That's what did. Like, yeah, because right. he wasn't, and he had he kept saying like I don't. I, it doesn't excuse it, but I didn't think I choked her right. like to kill her. Like I right. freaked out and grabbed her neck right. and realized what I was doing and let go. Yeah. yeah. But, but the and choking precipitated, like she wouldn't have died. Right. If, if he hadn't done right. that. Right. Potentially. I mean, well, and I think they're kind of leaving it a, a little, little bit, bit ambiguous. Like yeah. you just don't know what right. could have or would have right. happened. You and know? then, so they also said that if, if she had gone to the doctor's appointment, had that, surgery she would have broken up with john paul over the phone broken his heart and and the whole time too that was so uh, just like uh about it all was that they both like were so in love or liked each other so mm-hmm. much they wanted to be together right but she was like no no he's, he's too, too good great for, for me, me. Yeah. and of course he was just so besotted with her and that's why he reacted mm-hmm. and then just makes it all the more horrible mm-hmm. because it's all know. these like just miss kind mm-hmm. of things yeah but so they said that if that if she had broken up with him over the phone, then years later, they wouldn't have run into each other at the same party that in real life, Cecilia and John Paul ran into mm-hmm. each other. So it mm-hmm. would have been Janie instead and they would have been so happy. Yeah. And it's like this, this ghost of Christmas future. Mm-hmm. The whole epilogue is mm-hmm. like what would have been. Yeah. You know. So I kind of hated them. Did you hate that? Yeah. I, I kind like of tied it up for me a little bit. I feel like I hated it because it was just like, I feel like, okay, we've, gotten to this place and there are these horrible things but then I don't know it made me feel like you know Cecilia like was standing by her husband in so many ways and had been through so much and then they were kind of saying no John Paul was meant to be with Janie Mm -hmm. and so it it sort of made their relationship not feel as uh Mm -hmm. I don't know as true or something and then and then I think it's just that frustration I mean none of those things did happen and so but now it's like you're saddling me with the weight of knowing no that's true that's true that Rachel will never know that her daughter had this condition like like I mean now I feel worse right exactly could that have offered her any tiny bit of peace or something or it would have offered John Paul some peace I think yes maybe not I'm I'm not really sure because he ultimately still did cause that mean to kill her I didn't right like it was not this premeditated horrific yeah so I actually I don't know so it's like settling with this weight and then I actually don't know I mean he still did kill her right um and I guess so I guess it's more if she'd made that doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. it all is around that so I don't know I I feel like that actually took away a little bit Mm -hmm. from me for me so um oh and at the end they didn't they didn't tie up the storyline with Connor. He doesn't end up with anyone. And he seemed like a yeah. nice guy. And I thought Connor's storyline was tying up with a big crash and death. Oh, he, did you? I was like, I thought that's what was going to happen. That was going like, to happen? Okay, now he oh, I Tess see, right. broke up with him. And so we aren't concerned right. that they're going to be back together. Right. And now Rachel's going to take end, her revenge. That didn't happen. So Ooh, it was I interesting. I, I think I maybe would have liked that better. I mean, I like Connor, but. Yeah. Then that just would, I guess that just would have been more interesting. But it was this daughter, you needed this daughter symmetry. Like they've already paid by almost losing their daughter and having her disfigured. And um, that's why Rachel doesn't turn them in. Yeah. It's, yeah, you need that, like he fully understands the, you know. Okay, what what do you think about this in terms of the, you know, tit for tat, like John Paul killed Rachel's daughter 
did they really pay with Polly's arm? No, no. This is why I'm like, is Polly going to die? Because that would be paying. <laughs> right. I don't want Polly to die. Right. <laughs> but but if, if you're saying it's going to even out, right. I mean, I feel like maybe she can't walk or I just, I, you know. Yeah. I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to make light of this. <laughs> no, I mean, not we, are, at all. we are talking in the cone of book club hypothetical. Yes, yes. these are fictional. Fake yeah. Um, I just don't know if they were presenting that as if like that's e- I mean, obviously their daughter lived, so it's not right. true equal if you want to call it that. But maybe that's even like part of the point like he sees what could have been mm-hmm. what was so close to happening mm-hmm. to his own daughter and maybe almost like you're getting more than you you're deserve. getting it's almost like the life in prison versus death sentence mm-hmm. like are you right living with more right because yours did survive uh-huh. and you have uh-huh. that guilt or whatever yeah yeah interesting know. okay so i am going to overall give it i think a b plus okay I think just because it, it it feels like, yeah, just like a summer book club read. I don't think that I'm going to think about these characters and, and this plot like as related to to my life mm-hmm. and, and think about mm-hmm. that. But it was super enjoyable. Paige Very Turner. Yeah. Love the character development. Loved. I loved all the, you know, interweaving of characters mm-hmm. and stuff. So and one quick point. She did a great job. There were these three different storylines going on. And she does such a great job giving you enough details about the character so that you can remember them. Yes. So often when there's so many yes. characters, I'm just, wait, who is this again? Right. Right. And, and pretty quickly, I was I knew who everyone and was. And transitions really well. Yes. Like, it's not abrupt mm-hmm. when she switches to somebody right. else's story or different right. point of view. Um, yeah. And that feels like, to me, she's not doing it just as a tactic. Yes. Like, I, it really bugs me when I'm reading a book, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this they, is another one right. where they, they switch, pull and the carpet not even out good from at, underneath like, you. Right. It's just like, it, yeah. and if you're, you're doing a good job you're developing doing. the characters and the plot and where it connects, right. you don't need to do that. Right. So, It'll feel natural yeah, to take exactly. a break. All right. So what do okay, you think? Okay. So I do, I say, like, B plus two. I think okay. that... I highly entertained just as I was by her other book, yes. uh, Big Little Big Lies Little that we Lies. read for our real life yes, book club. Yes, we both really liked um, that. And I don't know why I haven't read more of her actually, because mm-hmm. it's like, it's the kind of book where it's like you finish another one and you're like, I just need something to read to yeah. like dive into. Yeah. And I should do that more often mm-hmm. with hers. And actually she just came out with a new one. Oh, okay. Like literally, I think it was released this week. Oh, I'll check that um, out. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. We'll link to that though. But um, yeah, I think what she does the way she develops character so well, because what I kept noticing is that she writes emotion so well. Yeah. Um, there are just some, and I I will go back and find a couple, but there are some uh, quotes where it is just like, oh, she just perfectly captured like grief mm-hmm. or embarrassment she, or whatever. Yes. And so then you feel like you know that person because right. she's captured That's your emotion that you felt. So mm-hmm. I really, really love that about her writing. Um, and just a lot of realistic... I feel like there's realistic conversations like mm-hmm. between Tess and her mom, for yeah, example, right. like Lucy, who is just kind of like a scrapper. You can tell, mm-hmm. but she's just like, oh, who cares? Like, right. I, I don't know. There is just a lot of conversation that I feel like would happen in real life. So mm-hmm. she does those two things really well. Um, I think I'm like my head is stuck on this point, because when you said like why the epilogue and it's like what it throws off your idea of like what is meant to be or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. I really like this quote that I highlighted okay. though, where she says, um, she's talking about it's Tess and uh, Will when he comes to visit at her oh, mom's yes. house and they're like deciding that they're going to stay together, but yeah. it's a wreck. And she says, um, perhaps there were no answers to questions like that. Perhaps nothing was ever meant to be. 
there was just life and right now and doing your best being a bit bendy and and then she says we'll give it until christmas Mm -hmm. if you still miss her by christmas if you still want her by then you should go to her and he's like don't say that i told you i don't and she just says shh and she held his hand tighter and they sat in the moonlight clinging to the wreckage of their marriage Mm -hmm. and it's like that there's always this juxtaposition with her writing of like this is real life. Like there is mm-hmm. the good and the bad and it's all mixed up together. Right. And who's to say what's meant to be, or yeah. do we just show up and right. make the best see what it. happens? Yeah. But not in a, I feel like sometimes that's portrayed in a really depressing light mm-hmm. in books. Like mm-hmm. this is just our life now. And like, it leaves you feeling discontented right. where this is like, no, that's true. It's the beautiful and the deep and the right. hard and all of it right. together. So yeah. yeah, I really liked that. I do love like, her sense of humor is amazing too. Mm-hmm. Just even, I was highlighting away in, in the beginning as she's kind of setting everybody up. Mm-hmm. She's talking about um, someone who, let me see, let me find this quote. Sorry, bear with me. Yeah, and I want to get into at some point too. We haven't talked about the storyline with um, Tess and Felicity and Will. So let's let's get back okay. to that at another time too. Uh, she's just, ta- Cecilia is talking about um, someone that she used to know and she's like, Cecilia had recently discovered that Liz Brogan, a girl from high school, was now a prize-winning poet living in Vermont. Liz, who ate cheese and Vegemite sandwiches and was always losing her bus pass. It took all of Cecilia's considerable strength of character not to find that annoying. (laughs) Not that she wanted to write poetry, but still, you would have thought that if anyone was going to lead an ordinary life, it would have been Liz Brogan. (laughs) It's so true. We get these, like, irrational jealousies of people we used to know, like, you would live in Maine. <laughs> exactly. Come on. You couldn't even like and tie like, your gym yeah, shoes. Not even that I want to live in totally. Maine. But come on, you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really funny. Cecilia so, made great observations. Yes, let's talk about Will and Felicity yeah. and Tess. What did you the, think? The love triangle. Yes. I thought it was really interesting how, um, and actually a lot of social commentary in this book, mm-hmm. like how... Um, we treat women, especially over mm-hmm. who are overweight yeah. or, you know, how a woman's appearance means so mm-hmm. much. And even to her best friend and cousin, mm-hmm. she's realizing later on, like I did mm-hmm. stereotype her this way because kind she was overweight and I, yeah. And I assumed that she was okay living mm-hmm. vicariously through me. And, right. um, I just thought that that part was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was infuriating, but also, sweet kind of like you were supposed to feel I guess that they like just had this crush and right thought they were falling in love so they wanted to be honest but it like blew up her whole life but then they didn't even do anything about it and she's like I mean damn it I I left so you could have an affair I know and but I feel like that's a little more realistic like that as soon as his you know wife and kid leave he's like no this was nothing it's not worth all of that and I don't know. Yeah, there is. I think I feel the same way where it just does feel so annoying. It's almost like, okay, well, I guess if you're going to break up a marriage, you guys did it, I guess, in the most respectful way, but it still is super annoying. It's actually more (laughs) angering because it's not just this like fit of passion or whatever. Right, right. Oh, you just fell in love. How sweet. How sweet for you. you know. (laughs) know. And I think that she did a good job of describing how Tess felt about that too. Um, And so then I guess, how did you feel? Because then she was kind of rekindling this interest in Connor. And I don't know. I think I felt she kept, you know, talking about how 
you know, her relationship with Will was, you know, comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's fine, but it's not the, you know, fireworks mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I have to admit, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm moving on to Connor. See, yeah, see no, you later, totally. Will. And she says something about, um, I didn't want to feel like the second choice for my own husband. Yeah. Like that he settled back for me because we had this family and I whatever. Know. I wanted to feel new mm-hmm. and someone's first choice and, mm-hmm. And how she was saying she knew that that wasn't like real love, like yeah. that that feeling right. was just doesn't last forever. Yeah, but that in light of what her husband had done, mm-hmm. it was like, no, I don't want to be that. I want, and I was like, oh, I really relate. Like usually, yeah. I find that kind of despicable in a book mm-hmm. when someone just like right. runs off with somebody else. But I'm like, no, I mean, you get yours, girl. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so I don't know. I, I still feel kind of conflicted about yeah. that. And, and you know, of course, she had this big motivation. She doesn't want her son to grow up with divorced parents and all of that, since that's how she grew up. And so, I see it from that side too. But yeah, I don't. I'm not yeah. sure what and to how think she about just that. had decided she would never tell him about it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Keep it a secret. And um, who, who else knew her mother? Yeah, those are. And she was just like, don't, don't tell. And yes. did Felicity? Felicity knew too. And yeah, she said, don't. She said, don't, don't tell. tell. Will. Hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting because it's like but it is one of those things too like damn you i wouldn't have done this exactly. if you hadn't told me you were in love well, with my exactly. cousin like exactly. i'm not just running off to hook up with ex-boyfriends right. and now you put me in this position right even though it's her choice but it does feel like a little bit like righteous indignation mm-hmm. like really i mean yeah come on i don't know <laughs> I yeah agree. i i feel like it was but i do really love at the end too when they got back together it was like um so much just based that history doesn't just erase itself. Like Mm -hmm. you can't just Mm -hmm. pretend that that doesn't matter and how they like rolled over and then just made love. But Mm -hmm. it was like, nobody even said anything and it was sweet and warm, but it wasn't like everything's better. Right. Right. It's just, this is what we do. Right. But not in a depressing way either. I feel like she was so good about writing those sections. Right. Right. And the part where they're holding hands at the end, like Mm -hmm. we're just going to see how, see where this goes, you know? Yeah. Um, speaking of her mom, this is like a part that I loved about her mom when she, she said she swore and she was like, oh, and so she goes, her mother had pulled out the most shocking swear word in her vocabulary because she was ablaze with anger on her behalf. Aww. Lucy saying motherfucker was like a <laughs> meek and mild law abiding citizen suddenly transformed into a gun wielding vigilante. <laughs> That's why she'd phoned the school so fast. Tess understood she wanted to take action and do something, anything on Tess's behalf. Aww. And it was funny. I was thinking of like Carol saying that word. <laughs> I would totally be like, whoa, she's whoa, pissed. She means this it. This is business. Yeah. Get out of her so way. It's funny. Like she intentionally said that word. Yes. It was unnatural for her. Right. To so show. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> that was really cute. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, I give it B plus. Okay. Um, oh, here's, here's something else I wanted to say. I thought that the, the murder I wanted to know what you thought about this because, you know, the, the book all hinges on this murder that happened. I thought it seemed, and so I'm, I'm wondering, did you think it was plausible or not? I thought it seemed eerily plausible. Like, yeah. just this, despite the fact that they both really like each other, and he seems to be just this great kid, mm-hmm. that it's just this, you know, emotion, like, totally emotionally charged, he lost his mind moment. Mm-hmm. And, and where he was, I thought it was interesting, too, where he said, and then he realized it wasn't one of my brothers. Like, yeah. like he's used to... Uh, wrestling yeah. and, and you know being kind and of just, aggressive with yeah, his brothers being and mad stuff. and legit mad like you mm-hmm. want to kill your own siblings sometimes right. yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. and so I actually thought that it was 
I just thought that that was that was something difficult to portray. That mm-hmm. that was part of it is um, the whole heartbreak of it that they liked each other so much mm-hmm. and so and so to create a situation where right. one of them ends up dead, but really they wanted to right. be together. Uh, and then he gives her um, his mother's yes. rosary beads, right. and then that shows that she knows, like right. she saw them in the picture. Yes. She knows they're hers. Exactly. Yes. There's a lot of mother mm-hmm. mother child. Um, so. When they describe that scene, though, and how they both liked each other so much, I thought there was a very eerie similarity to to what could have happened in Serial. Yes. Do you remember? Yes. Between I did Adnan keep thinking and of, I just got chills thinking about Ooh. that because I did. Something was reminding me. Mm-hmm. Of something, and right. I don't, I didn't really, couldn't quite put yes. my finger on it, but yes, I. So in the yeah, so in the podcast serial, that yeah. was that was like a true crime mm-hmm. kind of story and, and narrative about that. The yeah, that girl in high school in was park, was strangled, the, mm-hmm. and her boyfriend, her boyfriend at the time, is you know currently in prison for that, and um yeah, and so interesting just to to portray a scene. Mm-hmm. Granted, this is fictional, but where like someone who is kind of in love with someone mm-hmm. can can kill someone anyway well and just like that what kind of a person does that make him sort of a thing i think right. i think the older i get mm-hmm. and the more like life experience i mm-hmm. get i have a much harder time saying things like how could you i can't i can't right. even understand that yes. or you're a monster or because mm-hmm. i can understand now the more experiences you're in you can you can see yourself. You can see how quickly things get out of control. Yes. You can see like in the complexity moment. of a situation that this perfect storm of things causes right. this to happen. And it doesn't necessarily mean uh-huh. you are such yeah. and such kind of person. And it just so happens that some some of your reactions could have like lifelong ir- consequences. irrevocable yes. consequences. And, and especially when you talk lives. about teenagers, like, oh my gosh, yes. I, it's really scary to me. They are capable of doing very adult things, mm-hmm. but not necessarily emotionally oh, and yeah, hormonally totally. and everything else mm-hmm. there to do that. And it's just, I think it's really, I think of something on a lesser scale, like teen pregnancy and how mm-hmm. we used to villainize, you know, mm-hmm. teen mothers and what, like who can't understand how yeah. that would happen. Right. I can. Right. Like raise your hand if you've ever been a teenager yeah. and wanted to have sex with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not that complicated really, but we're we both raising our hands. This, yes. let, let it be noted for the listeners. <laughs> we did. But like, it's just, it's really easy to say things and judge people, but mm-hmm. it's like, does that mean right. they're slutty? Does that mean right. they're a murderer for right. life? Does that mean they're this yeah. evil, devious yeah. person? Judging I think, someone's entire character yeah. on, on one, yes. one even if it's a horrible moment. instance, mm-hmm. really, truly, haven't right. we all done yeah. things that we would be completely ashamed of or right. are lucky that they didn't turn out yes. with horrible consequences? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I, that I think is what's so compelling about Serial mm-hmm. is it's like, is he a bad guy? Is right. he not? Who's to say? What right. do you... You know, yeah. mm-hmm. so. so anyway, just when they describe yeah. that, I, I did like, no, I that is like, so true. Good point. Crazy. Similar to that. Yeah. Okay. So we, um, well, first of all, have you, we have read oh, Big yes. Little Lies we, and both loved we that. We read Big Little Lies. I really, really liked it. I also read What Alice Forgot. Okay. And I liked that a lot too. I don't think it was as much of a page turner for me, but okay. I did. I remember really enjoy reading it and read it all the way through. And um, her books seem to have this similar, like, mm-hmm. you never know who somebody really is or what yes. their story is yes. and how that And people end up interweaves. Like, yes, yeah. exactly. Interweaving, coming together in kind of surprising ways. I think that, I think that Big Little Lies for me had more of a tangled um, network community at the end. And also it just had more 
surprise like shock reveal. value. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think I liked that mm-hmm. more about that book, but I liked this one more in in other ways too. So I, it'd be hard to kind of mm-hmm. say which one I liked better, but I have so in general liked her writing. I do really love, um, and maybe it's because I can relate and that's why I like the characters, but like the middle-class suburbia, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I can relate to like being a PTA mom right. or, you know, like just the situations they find themselves yeah. in and, and their feelings about them. Yeah. She does. She does to. portray just very real. You could see yourself in their roles mm-hmm. or your neighbor, um, and people that end up finding themselves in these kind of crazy circumstances, but are ordinary people. Yeah, but exactly, she kind of shows you how just an ordinary person can find themselves in yes. these crazy circumstances, yes. and so that we I all like probably that. have some of that mm-hmm. in our background mm-hmm. that nobody knows about right. or that we don't yeah. talk about often. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so we did get some listener comments mm-hmm. too, chiming in about what they thought about this book. So, do you want to share a couple of those? Uh, you know what, you start. Me? I, okay. I forget which ones I. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forget which so, ones you're doing. So, uh, we asked on Instagram what you thought of it. Anne said that she liked the book, but the ending wasn't as shocking as Big Little Lies, which I would agree with. And you, you thought yep, so as agree. well. Um, Shay said, I'd give it a B. It was an enjoyable read, but it was the ending that dropped the grade a little for me. It all came together a little too creepily. I kept saying, really? Come on. <laughs> but overall, the storytelling was fantastic and she creates such surprisingly likable characters, which <laughs> and, we would agree with. Yes, totally. Um, Ellie said she is my favorite author and this is my favorite book of hers, that it was so oh. good. I love how she handles hard topics in a way that doesn't feel too heavy. And yeah, I, w- mm-hmm. I would agree. And Naomi said, I love how she plays with our perceptions of each other and shows what goes on beneath the surface and beyond the stereotype. It's such a reminder that we really never know the whole story, sometimes even our own stories. Yes. And I think that's so, that's so, a great so point. true. She said she would give it a B. It's above average, but not quite the above and beyond that needs for an A. So I, yeah. would, ag- I would agree. Like the life changing kind yeah. of book. Yeah. I think we're all kind of on the same all page right. here. Okay, well, I think that just about wraps it up. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Girl Next Door Book Club. We love books and we love hearing from you. So if you have a book recommendation for us, send it our way. Um, and when we decide what the selection for our fall book club yeah. episode will be, <gasps> fall. fall is coming. Doing my fall dance. You'll be the first to know. And remember to find us over on Instagram. We are Hi Girls Next Door. We are loving the interaction with you guys over there. So hope you'll come and find us. You can find all the show notes for this episode as well as our other book club episodes on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. And we'd love an email with any of your book recommendations. As Erica said, we're um, taking suggestions for our cozy fall book club um, or cocktail suggestions at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Okay, can you read me the description of the book for a test? <laughs> you're giving me directions now because you're like, I don't want any of that stupid crap you uh. usually do. <laughs> Cecilia Fitzpatrick lives to be perfect. A perfect marriage, three perfect daughters, and a perfectly organized life. Oh, did you write that yourself? No, it's from Amazon. <laughs> I am. There's so no brain power. No. Okay, let me listen to this. Uh, okay, I'm ready. All right. Oh, wait, am I starting? Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was happening. I was I'd like, I just, I just referenced my outline. I was like, oh,
look, hey, there's my name at the top. All right. Yep. Ready to go. <laughs> I'm Kelsey. Here we go. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. She's going off script. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Oh, man. I've learned so much from you. <laughs> <laughs> I had no, I like, I did not know what I was doing before. 